This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Easter Monday. Uh, 10 April in the year of our Lord, 2023. I want to thank you uh, guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, we talked about earlier in the other, in the previous hour about the corruption and the issues with the legal system in, in the country and how it's been turned to lawfare. You see it all over the place. Uh, but I wanted to bring in uh, Matthew, because I'm going to get into that in this hour uh, of a very, very serious problem we have in this country and, and who's in back of it and, and how, why it's causing such a problem. I want to bring in Matthew Plumbo first to kind of set the stage on one level of it. He's the author of The Man Behind the Curtain. I still think the best book I've read on, on George Soros, because Matt, you really, uh, and Matt's over at the, he's the editor over at the Bongino Report. Uh, Matt, you, uh, you do such a great job. And if, we, if Memphis can get the cover of the book up, I want you to tell me first off about Soros, then second, what he's been doing in this, uh, across the country, in these, uh, in these DAs that we're seeing manifested in uh, uh, with Trump's situation, but also others. So tell me about tell me about who is the man behind the curtain. Well, thank you so much for all the kind words in the book. It was obviously a, a ton of work. And um, the thing I do get asked most often about is Soros going local. It is really every day on Fox or New York Post, there is some story of some rogue DA doing something completely insane. And the thing they always have in common is a Soros connection. Um, there is about 75 of these prosecutors that he's gotten elected. Uh, about 70 remain today. Some have been recalled. Um, and he backed them with only $40 million. And I say only $40 million because he spends tens of billions of dollars. And yet all it really took for him to you know, double the crime rate in many major cities in this country has been that money. And it is, you know, I, I noticed in local politics, uh, it's generally the case you're a household name only if you've done something wrong. And in the case of many of these prosecutors, they've become household names, whether it's, you know, the crazy prosecutors in Philadelphia or, or Los Angeles or the ones who prosecuted the Mikloskis or Kim Fox, who tried to cover up the Jesse Smollett hoax. But all they have in common is Soros. And, you know, Soros has, you know, the left likes to make it a conspiracy theory to point out that Soros spends money on anything. But Soros leaves a paper trail and he admits to it. He wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal called Why I Support Reform Prosecutors. And he will oddly try to selectively deny funding people when you individually point it out. So Chase Boudin basically legalized shoplifting in San Francisco. Um, every day there was a video of, you know, some flash mob looting. Once he got recalled, Soros did a 180 and denied funding him. And this really transitions into the old well, Alvin Bragg situation. Sorry, you, you, go ahead. You, the whole Alvin... Yeah, the, the, I'm going to get to Bragg in a second. We're talking about, but what is why is he doing this? I mean, he's not an American. He came here and got American citizenship. Why? What? What is he trying to do to the country? What is the motivation? Why is he doing this? Because this has been a well thought through campaign. It's been a well funded campaign, and you just don't come up with people this radical. I mean, every one of these prosecutors is awful, but they all sing for the same hymnal. 
why is why is uh, what's motivating source? Why is he doing this? I mean, I have to say chaos. And, you know, I'm someone who is generally tries to think the best of other people's motives. I think conservatives generally do that. Like there's that famous quote that we think liberals are wrong, but they think we're evil. Well, in this case, they're wrong and evil. And I, you know, I, I've read Soros's books on finance. He is a data-driven guy. Uh, you cannot look at his track record and conclude anything other than it's just chaos. Now, what does he achieve from that? Well, you know, may, maybe he just thinks that things have to get so bad that they'll accept radical policies. I mean, that is a, strat a sort of acceleration of strategy. So that would just be one theory. But, you know, there there's, I, I cannot think of any theory for how, you know, how could any of these policies lead to anything good? Uh, so so I, I just have to say that. Has he done anything like in Europe where he's been after Viktor Orban and he's he's financed the Central European University? He's done a number of things in Europe. Is there anything else, in the, any place else in the world where he's really focused on local prosecution of crime and, and local crime, particularly in these homogenous cities in the, or these these massive big cities in the United States where crime can get out of control quickly. Has he tried this anywhere else in the world? You know, actually, the answer is no, which kind of tells you something. You know, it seems like he's selectively targeting our country. Uh, when I was researching the book, he generally supports like NGOs that are sort of contrary to the values of, of the countries he's operating in. So, you know, pushing transgenderism and LGBT issues in countries like in African countries and Latin American countries where they're, uh, you know, generally not as well accepted. Um, but so, yeah, it's more and more cultural things. And then also things that are self-serving. You know, uh, Soros, for instance, had a larger role in, uh, you know, the breakup of, the, you know, a lot of these post-Soviet countries during the breakup of the Soviet Union, uh, a lot of people have tried to spin that as Soros helping uh, transition to capitalism, but he was buying up assets for pennies of a dollar. So it, it is self-serving in that regard. Tell me, uh, talk to me about uh, Alvin Bragg. And, and clearly, Letitia James and Alvin Bragg ran on a, uh, ran on a platform of Get Trump. I mean, that was their whole thing, Get Trump. Talk to me, yeah. walk me through Alvin Bragg. And what's and what's happening? And obviously, we talked a little bit last hour the this major development about forcing him to come and testify and holding, you know, to, to making sure he turns over all his communications. Yeah, so Soros backs him with about a million dollars, and the fact checkers are really trying desperately to obscure reality. Um, so the, the timeline is there was a group called Color of Change back in May 2021. Uh, they announced, and they're you know an anti-cop, anti-law enforcement group, and they announced we want to spend a million dollars on Alvin Bragg. Six days later, they, uh, Soros writes a check to them for a million dollars. So uh, whether or not you think he's Soros funded is do you think that's a coincidence? And hilariously, the fact checker excuse is yes. If you read uh, the Glenn Kessler at the Washington Post, uh, he basically emailed Color of Change and they, uh, I guess, claimed it was a, just happened to be the biggest coincidence ever. Uh, and he bought it. Um, now, as for the case itself. Uh, you know, listen, I think you can kind of take an Occam's razor approach in that during Trump's presidency, I mean, every single day on CNN, MSNBC, it was a walls are closing in. We finally got Trump kind of story and obviously never none of them materialized. So you would have to believe that the smoking gun was sitting out in the open for five years. And somehow the only person who noticed it was the guy who literally campaigned on convicting Trump. Uh, it seems more like he was just you know twisting reality in his favor. And th there's really not that. That much optimism the charges are going to stick you know even van jones on cnn was uh casting doubt and even jake tapper of all people was saying you know do we have you know does anyone really think this would happen if trump just went back to being a real estate developer and i don't think anyone on the panel actually did so it seems like a flimsy case that will go nowhere and 
you know, lastly, they they kind of gave away their hand in the timing and that the trial date is set for December, right when the primaries are going to start. So it, it's really exactly what you would expect if it was politically motivated. Um, walk me through uh, what type of uh, impact do you think this congressional, the direct congressional oversight is going to be? I mean, the judiciary now is really revved up on this. Walk me through. You think that's going to deflect uh, Bragg at all? Would he want to show source he's a tough guy and give these guys the finger? Where do you think it goes? You know, unfortunately, I, I you know, hate to be the downer on that, but in the past, it seems like Republicans just write these really strongly worded letters and then, you know, it makes a few headlines. But I, I've unfortunately never seen anything come out of it. And, you know, there have been people like Hillary Clinton or, or you know, all the criminals in the Spygate saga. And the list really goes on. And we have so much damning evidence and nothing comes of it. So, you know, while while I hope it has an effect, uh, I, I kind of have to assume it won't, unfortunately. Talk to me about The Sun. The Sun uh, released over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday. The Sun has had, set, is it 13 or 17 I think it was 14 uh, visits so. to, the, to the Biden White House? Four, 14, 14 and, and checking in, obviously, with Susan Rice. Um, walk me through The Sun. Why does he have such, why is he so hardwired into the Biden regime? Well, you know, his father has been, you know, he documented in the book, you know, Ron Klain, Anthony Blinken, and there was like, I think, 17 members of his transition team that were linked to Soros. So um, there, there's a lot of connections there. Um, and then with with Alex Soros, it, it seems like he's already taken over his father's position. I, I kind of refer to him as the ambassador of his father, and the, the New York Post ran with that, which I thought was cool. Um, but, you know, you go on the kid's Instagram account, and it's almost as if he's bragging or mocking us to our face. It is every progressive Democrat you could possibly imagine. And then there's a lot of international leaders at all that people that people might, might not be uh, familiar with that he's meeting with. So he has a lot of power, and he's donated $11 million of his own money so far to these causes. And he is set to inherit through the Open Society Foundation a $20 billion war chest. Um, so it's, you know, not too much, uh, not a sum, not too much less than his father has spent his entire year. So the way I put it is I think the son could at least d double the amount of damage. And his son is probably even more socially progressive than the fa than his father, just judging by how every uh, generation seems to unfortunately get more socially liberal. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, the worst is yet to come. And as we're discussing uh, before the show, I think maybe a book on Alex Soros will be in order. That'd be the next one, your, your, your sequel. When you say 17 members of Biden's regime, and you, you name some of the most notorious, when you say connections to source, you mean he's so, hired them as consultants, their companies did business with them? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so it's mostly think tanks that Soros has funded that they were also either employees of, but most of them were either board members or high-ranking officials. Um, the Center for American Progress is the one that's most commonly shows up, and that was also linked to Podesta and the Clintons. And the Clintons are people that actually had you know, pretty you know had Soros's ear. In fact, in the book, there are some leaked emails I have where uh, Hillary and Podesta are emailing back and forth on, well, what can we do to keep you know stay in Georgia's good graces? So uh, they're all connected, um, and they do you know it does show up in policy. You know, Biden has he looks center right compared to Obama back in 08. I mean, that's compared to Obama, but has made a far left uh, lurch on pretty much every social issue uh, and is to the far left of Obama today. So I think, you know, his, senil his senility uh, combined with the fact that you have a lot of these people in his orbit is going to rub off. And, it, you know, you don't even need Soros literally, you know, telling them what to say. It's just people who are like him that share his ideology are rubbing off on, on Biden. Um, and, and, you know, as for how it showed up in policy, I mean, Anthony Blinken is one person 
person I name in the book who's had uh, deep connections, familial connections to Soros. In fact, uh, both his parents are mega donors to Soros. And one of the first things he did after taking his position was sanction an Albanian critic of Soros. So uh, just a lot of little things pop up policy wise and influence wise. Talk to me when when and you wrote the book, but when anybody discusses Soros, the the media immediately comes on and says, "Oh, this is an anti-Semitic conspiracy trope." What say you, sir? Well, listen, it, it's just an attempt to shut people up. I mean, the the everything is racist has been the strategy of the left for, I mean, it, you know, as long as my memory goes back, and I'm, I'm sure it's been longer, the everything is anti-Semitic is just the latest deviation of this. And, it, you know, I'll, I'll, I've been asked this question before, and I've seen a lot of comments in the comment section that are along the lines of, I didn't even know he was Jewish. Um, and, and listen, there there are, you know, Sheldon Adelson was a Jewish mega donor. Um, many of the exact same people who will criticize me uh, for, for talking about Soros, if you go through their Twitter feeds and do a, a you know, a search and find for Sheldon Adelson, will have had no no trouble criticizing him in the past. So uh, they're all hypocrites. And it's just to shut you up. And, and pretty much 100 percent of the time they've claimed some allegation against Soros as an anti-Soros conspiracy theory. Uh, it's more conspiracy fact than theory. So it's it's really more of a sign you're onto something than anything. No, no, it's always trying to be right. Give me uh, give me a minute or two of the son's background. And yes, he's even more radical than the father. I think he's a lot more radical than the father. He's not as smart and he's not going to be as influential as he's sitting on a massive war chest. Talk to us about the son for a second. The son? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm still going to have to do a lot more research on his background. Um, but it, it is, he seems to right now be most active in the Balkans. So, countries like Albania, North Macedonia, uh, Montenegro. Um, actually, an amusing anecdote I was uh, uh, in Albania to do a speech on the book, and I was actually in the same hotel. Uh, as Alex Soros. And I, I tried to uh, uh, get a meeting with him, but he was not interested. So uh, I'm going to try again for the next book to try to do a sort of a biography on him and and, ex and really expand on that. But we'll see uh, how that goes. When you say the open, the open uh, society has a $20 billion, has he done one of these charitable contributions where he tax-free puts mm -hmm. the stocks so they don't have to pay taxes? And then the son... Yeah basically controls it and lives lives off that so this is this this philanthropic tax scam it was the biggest uh, tax scam of all time. So he donated like $20 billion to the Open Society Foundation. And the way it worked is it's obviously not $20 billion in cash. It's Soros has all these stock holdings and they've accrued capital gains. So, you know, if you sell the stock, you have to pay the 20% tax on it or 15 if it's long term. So one way to get around that is to donate it to charity. So there's no, you know, the charity does not have to pay the tax then when they get rid of it. And then Soros gets the write-off for the next five years of 20 or so billion against all future earnings. Um, and there have even been years where Soros hasn't paid any tax uh, and ProPublica and some of his defenders have tried to claim it's because, oh, his fund might have not performed well. No, it's because he did this whole tax scam and, and wrote it off against his income. And uh, it's incredible that this can be considered philanthropy. But given our laws, uh, somehow that is the case. Uh, Matthew, amazing analysis. Soros is in back of so much of this. His tentacles run incredibly deep. And like I said, he didn't select any other country where he's got these, you know, when Victor Orban, he's going after places all over the world. Only the United States to go at the, 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 the level of prosecutors that are absolutely central to these big cities. And it was to cause chaos. How do people uh, get you on social media? How do they get to the Bongino Report? How do they get to the book? 
Yeah, so Bongino Report is uh, bonginoreport.com, and obviously uh, I encourage anyone to set it as their homepage. Um, but I, it's just, you know, our version of Drudge Report. It's a, you know, actually right-wing alternative. Um, as for the book, I mean, I guess they say on TV wherever books are sold. Uh, Amazon's obviously the obvious one, but I know a lot of people don't want to shop there. So Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. I mean, pretty if you Google the book uh, or any other search engine, uh, it should pop up pretty easily. Oh, and so it's now uh, I want to pivot. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, now I, I, I'm a tr transition to Jane Zirkel. You've been doing some amazing pieces in Gateway Pundit about the Miles Guo situation. Walk, walk me through that. These pieces are absolutely incredible. We're going to have Jane Zirkel's been following the trial. Um, when you talk about the lawfare system being used against somebody, what's happened to Miles is absolutely, I think, outrageous. Right? It's completely outrageous. Walk us through uh, your pieces that have been going up on Gateway Pundit and in other places. Well, I think the pieces by Matthew have really exemplified how the CCP has infiltrated the judicial system and has infiltrated very high-ranking government officials. And on the flip side, it also shows just how far corrupt individuals will go to have a CCP insurance fee, right? I mean, you look at the Biden crime family and how they've been able to funnel hundreds of millions of dollars through their family. And it's often become, and as it's been revealed and as it's developing, it's because of these CCP-linked officials. And that's what this trial has been showing, right? Joe Lowe, who was involved in the 1MDB financial scandal, partnered up with Cross Michelle, who was on trial here. And what the CCP wanted from them is to have Miles Guo extradited. Talk, talk to me about, uh, I'm going to go back to Matthew in a second. This trial, here's what I don't understand, Jane. You had, uh, you had Leon, Leo DiCaprio come and testify in open court in Washington, D.C., and it was not a media frenzy. I mean, Leo DiCaprio, the, 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 you would think there'd be 2,000 reporters, the place would be packed, you have to get a, a, a ticket, uh, you know, a month in advance. Why is this trial not getting any publicity? Bloomberg had a cover story on this entire situation about four weeks ago leading up to the trial. But since the trial started, it's really been crickets. Right. And really throughout this, it's been crickets, especially on the CCP front. George Higginbotham and Elliot Brody, who have already been charged and pled guilty to their crimes in relation to this matter, have not really faced a lot of consequences on the CCP front because the media has not been covering it from that angle. And Leonardo DiCaprio as well, there's been a big lack of mention of the CCP infiltration in the media coverage. One thing that was brought up during Leonardo's, Leonardo DiCaprio's testimony was that Joe Lowe talked about making a donation of 20 to $30 million to the Democrat Party when he started to get involved in the Obama era of politics. And that's where Pross Michelle and him really got their political lobbying scheme, wingman scheme started. Jane, you just went to the thing I was going to bring up. I mean, Leo DiCaprio says in open court that the guy, once he got to know him, talked about making 20 to $30 million donation to the Democratic Party to basically elect pro-CC people that were friendly to the CCP. That because everything about Joe Lowe is that you've got to be, first of all, he's hiding in China right now. They say mm -hmm. that somehow he's associated with Wan Shishan, including I've heard that he may be the illegitimate son, but that could just be a rumor. But he's certainly hiding in China right now. 
he, Leo DiCaprio says in open court, oh yeah, he talked about making a 20, this guy's not even close to being an American citizen, making a 20 or $30 million donation to the Democratic Party, and all we hear is crickets. How can that be? Well, it's because a lot of the mainstream media companies have major CCP ties. I mean, this is what War Room is really about, exposing the truth and the evil that is the Chinese Communist Party. And as far as Miles Guo's followers, what they have been saying is the timeline of this trial and Miles Guo's arrest really raises a lot of red flags because they're saying, well, Miles can't testify now because of this. And they're trying to silence him by locking him up right at the time the trial is taking place. And Cross Michelle worked as Joe Lowe's wingman and he met with CCP officials. This was all partially orchestrated by the vice minister of security, the CCP vice minister of security. No, the, 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 the beating heart of the trial is the fact that these guys are getting paid to get these meetings in Washington, D.C. and a 10 or $15 million bonus to get Miles Grow extradited. This is the heart of it. This is why, and Bob, there are no coincidences. There's no conspiracy, no coincidences. Miles Guo got rounded up on things that had already been worked out with the SEC and others years before, a week before this trial started. And quite frankly, or two, uh, 10 days before this trial started, and I believe history will show, will prove correctly, uh, 48 hours to 72 hours after he was subpoenaed to be a, to testify on this. Hang on for a second. Let's go back to Matt Palumbo. You've been doing some incredible articles up on uh, Gateway Pundit. Um, talk to me about your knowledge. Just walk the audience through, and I want to make sure we link to all of them, about these pieces you've been doing on the details of Miles Groves being rolled up by DOJ, but particularly the 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 weirdness and timing about the J Lo case, uh, you know the 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 Higginbotham these people in the Justice Department taking forty million dollars. You got prominent guys like Elliot Brody, Steve Wynn, everybody with these deep connections to CCP that are going to get paid ten and fifteen million dollar bonuses for extraditing Miles uh, back to the to certain uh, imprisonment and death in China. Uh, so go, walk me through your reporting. Right. Well, there there is a clear effort to prevent Miles from testifying in that Proud's Michelle trial, and it is because of what he's going to reveal, and it's going to further expose the DOJ and FBI's ties to the CCP. Um, and I think the best case for that is the fact that, uh, you know, there is even doubt that Guo might be denied bail. Uh, we are talking about New York, of all places, and New York City, which is, uh, you know, a place where you can be a murderer and there is a shot at getting bail. So, you know, and, and also the court presiding over this, the Southern District of New York, um, they're presiding over the, the Sam Bankman fried case. They gave him bail. Uh, they gave Bernie Madoff bail. Elizabeth Holmes of uh, Theranos got bail. The Wolf of Wall Street got bail. So, you know, there is just all these comparable, you know, alleged crimes and there was no you know, no doubt they would get bail. So so what is different with Guo? And then there was also all these other things such as his jail going on lockdown and his lawyer is not being able to visit him or only being able to visit him in public where, you know, there is there is privileged information that they can't share. So uh, you know, there is, you know, for as much as the mainstream media would like to dismiss Miles as a conspiracy theorist, um, the retaliation against him proves he has something. I don't know if it was mentioned yet, but George Higginbotham, 
got $40 million after visiting with the Chinese, uh, you know, at the Chinese embassy in D.C. And that is $40 million for one person. So that, that raises the question of how much money is going around total. And I don't think it would be crazy to assume it's in the billions of dollars. So that raises the question, you know, would the CCP really invest billions in discrediting someone who's just a fraud and making it up? And I think the answer is no. That's just that's something you could easily discredit with a, you know, a propaganda video. But but the, just the level of investment and, and conspiracy involved just goes to show he's onto something. By, by the way, man, you, you bring up a great point. The coverage the other day when Higginbotham came and testified, none of the coverage mm -hmm. showed that Higginbotham had already pled guilty and, and was caught taking $40 million from the CCP. What this and what the DOJ doesn't want this trial to get, uh, and this is the reason that Miles is the Southern District rolled him up, the DOJ, under no circumstances, in open court wants Miles Guo to testify because you're going to get to the bottom of the infiltration into the highest levels of our government, of the Chinese Communist Party, infiltrating the old-fashioned way. Hard cash. And, and it's both parties. Elliot Brody and St Steve Wynn was the national chairman of the Republican National Committee fundraising. Elliot Brody is the single biggest bundler, single biggest fundraiser they have. The, 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 this is what they were trying to use in the Trump administration that people wouldn't take meetings with them. They were trying to use that fundraising ability and what they had done for the, uh, for the RNC and for the Republican Party to get access. On the flip side, you've got all these progressives and liberals in the, in the Justice Department. They're taking money hand over fist. No mainstream media coverage had Higginbotham as a guy, an administrator, who d basically took or came and got access to $40 million of CCP money. How could that be, Palumbo? Well, and the thing about Higginbotham, too, that's been kind of uh, the buried lead is he got an, a plea deal with no jail time. Uh, Steve Wynn got charged with the DOJ as being an illegal lobbyist and was able to fight the charges. So, uh, you know, with Praz Michelle, I think the leading theory is they kind of want him to be the fall guy. They want him to take all the blame. He's just some obscure rapper who had some other sketchy stuff. So he's kind of perfect for that role. And then they get a sort of a quote unquote exonerate people like Higginbotham in the public eye. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of my take on the, uh, on the conspiracy behind it. Your, uh, what's your social media? How do people get to you? Uh, on Twitter, it's Matt Palumbo 12, and I, I believe it's the same on Getter. By the way, your piece is up on Gayware, just unbelievable. Matthew Palumbo, Thanks. thank you very much for joining us. Jane Zirkel's going to stick with us. We're also going to have uh, Nicole's going to also join us. Take a short commercial break. We'll be back in the war room in just a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works, and that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today. 
totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you're supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, one of the Savage Angels, Jane Zirkel, uh, joins us. By the way, tonight at 8 o'clock on all of our Getter uh, channels, we're going to do the replay of the Saturday show, Descent into Hell, with Dr. Tom Williams and Dr. Uh, Taylor Marshall. That was such a big hit over the week. We want to make sure we do it where people can uh, 
see it that weren't around on Saturday or doing other things for Passover or the Easter holiday. Also, then it's going to be followed at 10 o'clock uh, by Royce White. And of course, we'll be up chatting about it and I'll be in the, uh, in the live chat tonight. Uh, Jane, help me out here. Uh, first off, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that given the level and intensity of this trial, that you really don't get any real mainstream media coverage over it. Am I wrong? Outside of Gateway Pundit, have you seen Higginbotham's name come up? And this is a guy that took $40 million as an employee of the Justice Department and then cut a plea deal that had no jail time. It's, it's absolutely stunning. And it shows you they're trying to sweep their, um, their dirt. They're trying to sweep all their dirty laundry, all, everything under the, under the rug. Um, have you seen any coverage of Hickenbotham at all that talks about the money he took? Well, Joe Lowe was sort of the Hollywood it boy once upon a time, and he had many encounters with Leonardo DiCaprio and other celebrities like Kim Kardashian. But his crimes are really rooted in the justice officials and the RNC finance officials, because that's where he truly conspired with the CCP. And unfortunately, the mainstream media has spent more time focused on Kim Kardashian and Leonardo DiCaprio and George Higginbotham and Elliot Brody. Unbelievable. Uh, Jane, hang on for a second. I'm, I'm going to come back to you. Let's bring Nicole. Do we have the cold open? Can I play some of the, uh, for some of the uh, weekend event? Let, let's play the go ahead and cold open. Now bring in Nicole. Depriving people's freedom in the name of freedom. Deprive people's rights in the name of democracy. Judicial persecution of people in the name of the rule of law. Commit crime in the name of justice. This is the standard configuration of socialism and communism. Today, this socialist style, this specter of communism is wandering across America. This is the most core reason why the incident in March 15th took Miles Guo forcefully away. This is the reason America's spirit of liberty is desecrated and insulted. The March 15th incident was not Mr. Guo's failure, and certainly not the failure of the new federal state of China. It is a failure of the American spirit. It is a failure of American faith. It is a failure of the American system. Fellow fighters, friends, brothers and sisters. We all know the reason for the failure of the American spirit. On this day of March 15th, such absurd things happened in the United States have proven once again Chinese Communist Party. Communism, socialism, has penetrated the United States to an intolerable level. Fellow fighters, friends, is Mr. Guo guilty? If Mr. Guo has a crime, then his so-called crime is to take down the CCP. Today, if take down the CCP is a crime, I am willing to commit the crime. I would like to go to this prison. Today, we are all Miles Guo. Today, we are Miles Guo.
Until Miles uh, defected to the West, uh, we really, in the United States, didn't. you would always confuse China, the Chinese people, all of this, and never really focus on who the enemy is. That's the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. I know this because, really, Miles was the one that said, hey, when you guys, the, the anti-communist part of, of the American political movement, particularly the MAGA movement, you, you don't talk in clear nomenclature. He says the CCP is the transnational criminal organization. If you look from the time that Miles came to the West in 2017 and what he warned us about, and this weekend I started the show with one hour of the Third World War this morning, Miles laid all this out, but specifically about the CCP, when Josh Rogan wrote the book, Chaos Under Heaven, he said, hey, Bannon heads up the, uh, he, he, he and Navarro are the super hawks. They've never had anybody in government ever like this. You've, you've had hardliners, you've had realists, you've had accommodationists, you had all this, but nobody's ever sat there and questioned the legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party to even rule over the people of China from 1949 till today, and that they're an illegitimate transnational criminal organization. Miles Guo is in jail today, in jail today because of the timing of this trial in Washington, D.C., where he was supposed to testify in open court about the corruption in DOJ, about Higginbotham, about Elliot Brody, about Steve Wynn, about all the efforts that are part of court records and filings about a massive effort to extradite Miles Guo back to Beijing. Why? Because Miles Guo was speaking truth to power about the Chinese Communist Party and, quite frankly, why we even have the Republican Party now with people like Gallagher and others in the House in these hardline investigations is because of so much of the work of Miles Guo in the new federal state. I want to bring in Nicole. I've been on her show many times. She's going on our show uh, a lot. W- tell me about the new federal state and the Freedom Fighters. Where are their heads right now? That, that um, footage was taken, most of it was taken right in front of General William Tecumseh Sherman's statue, right there, right next to Central Park in the Plaza Hotel. Of course, it's right across the street from Miles' place at the Sherry Netherlands. But it's one of the most sacred spots in America, because it it uh, it's it's a it's a place where um, uh, General Sherman, who did so much to bring the Civil War to a conclusion, uh, is honored with a statue. Tell me, where are the people, the new, the fighters, new federal state, all the freedom fighters that are anti CCP? Where, where are they right now? Where are their heads right now uh, in relation to what's happening to Miles? Mr. Miles Guo has inspired more than 600 million freedom-loving Chinese people. So in that video, you're only seeing about 500 of them who gathered on Saturday to fight for Mr. Miles Guo's freedom. So indeed, Mr. Miles Guo is the first person to tell the whole world that the CCP does not represent China or the Chinese people. And he started a new revolution to claim independence of the Chinese people from the CCP. And then since he came to the United States of America, he helps America to claim independence from the CCP's weaponization of this government, uh, of this country's federal government agencies. 
And you just uh, did a great discussion about the CCP's weaponization of the DOJ. And we talk about George Higginbotham. And remember, this, is, this was an active DOJ employee who walked into the CCP's embassy in Washington, D.C. and met with the CCP ambassador, Cui Tiankai, and walked away with $40 million but he did not spend a single day behind the bar. And guess what? If you looked up his uh, LinkedIn, he's actively employed by a global financial company doing active business in communist China. It's called Citadel. While the uh, target of this whole political witch hunt and persecution, Mr. Mao Zuo, is spending his days behind the bar. And so this is a wake-up call to every American citizen that do you want your children to live uh, in the a country that is controlled by the CCP? I mean, if this country's rule of law and justice system is weaponized by the CCP to go after any political opponent, what you know that means nobody is safe. Nobody is safe when the CCP controls this country's rule of law and justice uh, system. N yeah, N N Nicole, is it is it because we don't believe in conspiracies here in the. War room, but we also don't believe in coincidences. Is it a coincidence that New Federal State was, and I'm honored to be one of the co-founders along with Miles and, and, and other other prominent uh, dissidents, a Chinese dissidents. Is it is there a correlation between you guys go to Turning Point and have an amazing Turning Point conference where everybody's talking about the New Federal State? Everybody's talking. It's it, it, the kids there, the young people are so anti CCP. It's amazing because of the message you sent. Then we go to CPAC and you're there at CPAC and you have an incredible presentations. You're doing TV. I go over there and do the, do the, the, the bit on she, uh, then you come to Washington and you're going around, you're meeting prominent congressmen and people are coming back to me and say, these people are so dedicated and taking down the CCP. This is what we need. And you actually get a dear colleague letter. All that happens in kind of sequence in, in, I don't know, 90 days. And then Miles is rolled up by the DOJ. Is is there a correlation between the new federal state of China getting its sea legs in American political culture and making an argument backed up by facts about the Chinese Communist Party's uh, infiltration into the American uh, business community, into the American uh, financial system, into the corporate system, into Hollywood, into the universities, and particularly on Capitol Hill? Is there... Any correlation between you guys independently getting, you know, Miles Guo didn't set up the meetings at Turning Point. Miles Guo and Steve Bannon didn't set up CPAC. You guys did it yourself. You guys went to Capitol Hill for two weeks, knocking on doors, making presentation to staff, then making presentation to congressmen where you get a dear colleague letter out. Uh, is, is there any correlation that Miles, all of a sudden, the Justice Department, with the trial coming up and you guys getting traction momentum, next thing you know, he's rolled up uh, by DOJ, ma'am? Absolutely. Someone is trying to stop Mr. Moskow from speaking up about the CCP's weaponization, and especially when the uh, Press Michelle's attorney requested Mr. Moskow to testify in Press Michelle's trial currently going on in Washington, D.C., that request was denied. And Mr. Moskow was also arrested on March 15th. So he won't be able to testify uh, in Press uh, Michel's trial. And we know that Mr. Mao School is instrumental to that case involving Press Michel, George Higginbotham, Stephen Wynn, and uh, Elliot Brody. Yet, you know, uh, none of the uh, Stephen um, uh, Wynn and uh, uh, Elliot Brody and uh, George Higginbotham 
bottom, they walked away free. Mr. Mao's glory is behind the bar. And someone is trying to stop our effort to expose the dirtiest and the darkest corner in this country. And that is the CCP's weaponization of this country's DOJ, FBI, and SEC. And also, I want to talk about America's mainstream uh, media. Back in 2017, when you, Mr. Steve K. Bannon, and Jeff Sessions stopped uh, the CCP's uh, orchestrated plan to return Mr. Mao's school uh, to China using the help of jo George Higginbotham and Stephen Wynn and Elliot uh, Brody. No mainstream media talk about you stopped the CCP's weaponization of this country's justice uh, system. And the mainstream uh, media also did not talk about the Mr. Mao's school is the biggest victim of the CCP's weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI in Press Michelle's case, because if you look up all the new, uh, mainstream <laughs> media talking about Press Michelle, they don't mention yeah. Mr. Mao's school. And yeah. in one of the CCN's well, re report, they, they even did not mention Mr. Mao's school's name. They just say Press Michelle was involved in yeah. the case involving a prominent Chinese dissident. Who is that Chinese dissident? Pre it's Mr. Mao's school, yeah. and he's behind mm the federal mm bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete it's a complete lie. They 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 completely lie about this the entire time. Uh, Nicole, I've known you for a while, and and what you've done with New Federal State and all the fellow fighters has been just incredible. But they say you know when Miles gets uh, arrested, some of these uh, guys on the left that hate him, and the reason they hate him, they're all in the play, employ of the Chinese Communist Party. China, Chinese Communist Party has spread so much money. If they don't hate Miles and they know Miles is not here, spreading the word of their crimes. Why are they spending tens of millions of dollars to extradite him back to extradite him back to China? Why is that? The Wall Street Journal, they sent agents over to get him. They've put money all over D.C. to try to extradite him. If he's not doing a great job exposing the Chinese Communist Party, tell me why the, why is the CCP spending tens of millions of dollars to get him back? They don't throw tens of millions. They're Chinese. They don't throw tens of millions of dollars around unless they want something. Nicole. I've heard, you know, from looking at the far left media that hates, that supports the CCP, they're Marxists just like them, they support the CCP, they hate America, that you're just, you're, you're a member of a cult, that the new federal state is nothing but a Miles Guo cult, cult, and, uh, and you're, you're a, a, a member, you're a cult figure, and he's, he's the head of the cult. Give me your assessment of that, ma'am. We are freedom-loving Chinese people, and we are CCP enemy number one. Just because the CCP has bought out America's mainstream media doesn't mean that we are the cult, because that's how the CCP's propaganda portray Mr. Mao's school and our movement. So this country's mainstream uh, media have been amplifying the CCP's official propaganda. They're pushing the false narrative against the American uh, people, and they try to pit American people against we, the new federal state of China. And so, but, you know, according to a uh, tracking study of the, the Gallup poll, luckily, uh, most American people do not believe in America's mainstream media's capability in reporting uh, the facts, you know, and so, uh, people know that if you are being targeted and uh, uh, slandered by the mainstream media, you should wear it uh, as a badge of 
honor. And we know that Mr. Uh, Steve K. Bannon, you became the most targeted uh, enemy by CCP's propaganda. And they say you are the uh, a scumbag and uh, you know all those false narrative. And people love you in this country because <laughs> you're a true American hero. You're a true American uh, patriot. And same with Mr. Mao Zedong. He's beloved by more than 600 million Chinese people. We love him. And Mr. Mao Zedong loves this country. He loves American people. He loves the US Constitution. And he believes America is one nation under God. And that there are more good people in this country that these good people working inside the US Congress, uh, inside the DOJ, and the uh, SEC, they will come out and that they will help bring justice uh, to the real criminals and hold these people accountable. So uh, we're really looking forward to Jim Jordan, to uh, Kevin McCarthy, to start an immediate investigation into the CCP's weaponization um, of the DOJ and uh, uh, SEC. And it's a very easy thing to do. Just follow Mr. Mao's lawsuit that had been filed against him in America's courthouses, all funded by the CCP, by utilizing America's top law firm, because there are so many American top, very prominent law firm doing business in communist China. People often ask me, how can American law firm practicing law in a lawless country? You tell me, everybody. <laughs> exactly. And how, how can in they make like a tens of billions of dollars by practicing law in a lawless country? Yeah. And now they're being hired by the CCP <laughs> to go after CCP enemy number one? I, the receipts can tell you that uh, the American people, I think it's 80% see the CCP as the, the biggest existential threat to America. That only happened after Miles got here. That's where they're trying to extradite him back. This is not that hard. It's pretty straightforward. Miles was one of the most senior uh, billionaires to ever uh, leave China. And when he came here, that's when I first saw him. He was doing these videos. And by the way, his first guy taken down on Twitter, Elon Musk is never letting him back on. Yeah going after the individual graft and corruption, including the billions of dollars of real estate that the CCP, Wan Shishan, Xi's family, Deng Xiaoping's family, all the families, the five families that control the CCP, they're all wealthier than the House of Saud. Uh, they're all owned billions of dollars of real estate in midtown Manhattan. Uh, yeah. Nicole, we got to bounce. But uh, if you don't think it's not a global operation, there's no coincidence of this. On the weekend that they're doing the envelopment of Taiwan and military exercises, Elon Musk is in Shanghai rubbing up on the CCP about his new factory. Macron's in Beijing with the head of the European Union. She, he's saying, oh, no, we got to, you know, we got to stay out this fight between the CCP and the United States. And we should think about our own, our own ideas about our own currency. Anyway, we're going to spend a lot more time on this. Nicole, how do people get to the new federal state? How do they find out all the writings up there? Not just about Miles, but all your guys' work to take down the CCP. Where do they go? Follow us on NFSC Speaks on Twitter and Getter, and also visit our website, nfscofficial.com. And uh, America is not free until Mr. Mao's school is free. And the CCP has a 3F uh, strategy to take down America, foment uh, weakness, foment chaos, and foment uh, destruction. And Mr. Mao's school knows, has the best knowledge and insights on how to fight the CCP. So... Mr. Mao School is the best asset of this country. He should be protected instead of being persecuted by the CCP infiltrated yep. DOJ and uh, FBI. Uh, Nicole, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back on. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Jane, Zir Jane Zirkel, how do people get to you on social media? You're following this trial closely. How do they get to you? At 
Jane Zirkel on Twitter, Getter, YouTube, and Instagram. Jane Zirkel, thank you very much. Okay, tonight at 8 o'clock, we're going to do a rebroadcast of the Saturday show. You're going to want to see it up only on Getter. We're going to have live chat going on. And then at 10 o'clock, Royce White. We're going to be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm going to have a lot more about the Third World War. Remember, we got the big conference coming up, the Third World War, the beginning stages by the Alliance for American Freedom. You can go to our website. You can go to uh, up on my uh, Getter page right now and, uh, and get all the information of that. We're in the middle of it right now. We're deep into it. See you back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. when you'll be back in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.